We are two women who don't know much, but of three things, we are absolutely positive. Number one, we are in our mid-twenties. Number two, we both enjoy reading fanfiction. Number three, we are unconditionally and irrevocably in love with the Twilight Saga! We'll talk all things Twilight. We will read and review Twilight fanfic, and then we'll talk about whatever the fuck we want to. Yay! I'm Katie Platt, and I'm Jenny Walton, and, and we are two stupid lambs. Hey, Jenny. Katie Platt. Oh my gosh, I'm actually so excited. I'm to be so here excited, today. and there is one thing and one thing only we must start with. What's that? The nose job. The nose job. It happened. And dear listeners, let me tell you, she looks amazing. Oh my God, stop. She looks incredible. I am not even two weeks out yet, uh, but Yennefer was my lovely caretaker. She picked me up. Yes, I did. From the hospital. I, I did. mean, find you a friend that does that. Well, she went grocery shopping for me. She picked up my meds. She took care of the me. The poor pharmacist at Ralph's was so <laughs> pissed off at me. That turns into this whole thing where they don't have all of the medicine. And I'm calling Katie and I'm going up to the guy asking, asking, asking. And it doesn't help either that I was coming off of a very painful night of vomiting and just being up like all night, not being able to sleep, being in so much pain. Yeah. So when Jenny and the pharmacy is calling me at like 10 in the morning, I am functioning on maybe one or two brain cells. So I probably wasn't the most pleasant person to be dealing with. But yeah, I I got a nose job. You did it. I did it. I'm really proud of you. I'm glad. I know. It's like, it's a weird time to get one done. I'm aware. And I think we also need to point out, like, this wasn't just cosmetic. You could not breathe. I could not breathe out of one nostril. I had yeah. a collapsed nasal cavity. Yeah. And yeah, while I was there, did I tell them to do a cosmetic nose job? Yes. But listener, who wouldn't? I- Kill two birds with one with stone. With one stone. Was it a little pricey? Sure. Should that money probably be in my savings account? Uh, duh. Perhaps, but you know what? You're gonna go into 2021 with, like, a whole new you. Let's not lie, dear listeners, 2021 has been rough. It has, it definitely has been but rough. But I, I feel like we can now start afresh. We can also start afresh, too, because we have a new president. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, God. I just... Look, all of our problems aren't solved yet, but at least one of them is. At least we're on the right... And can we talk about how the ladies of the inauguration... Killed it? Killed it! Michelle Obama walking out with that swagger? I was like, okay, Michelle! And um, I actually saw a tweet. uh, That's how almost 98% of all my sentences begin. Mm -hmm. I saw a tweet that was actually made me very emotional because it had a picture of all the ladies not at the inauguration but at the uh inaugural ball afterwards yeah. not the ball but you know they were yeah, at, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know um, celebrating america or so, yeah celebrating america and the point that someone made was that it was a picture of all of joe biden's grandchildren mm-hmm. and they were all wearing different things like mm-hmm. ashley biden was wearing a tux, <gasps> oh, that talks and then, um... I texted a friend of mine, and I said, this is what I'm wearing to your wedding. I'm yeah, wearing this top. Yes. It was perfect. And then another one of his granddaughters was wearing, like, Air Jordans with mm-hmm. a very fancy dress. And then another was just wearing, like, pretty clothes. And the tweet said something along the lines of, like, there's not one certain way to dress. Whereas I feel like 
of all the bad things the Trump administration did. I mean, we can go on and on yeah. and on. But one of them was they did present this very cookie-cutter image of women. Like, yeah. Fox News hair, boring-as-fuck outfits. Yeah. Like, and now we have this kind of, like, fresh air. I know it's a small thing, but hey. I, it, you know what? Any small any small thing. I'll take it. Thing. I'll take it. Anything. Did you watch the inauguration? Did. Yeah. yeah. Two of my sisters live in D.C. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was, like, this huge thing in our family. Yeah. Whether or not they should go stay with my aunt and my uncle, because they were just outside where a lot of activity was happening. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, what do we do? But ultimately, Alyssa and Caroline, if you two are listening, shout out. Also, wait, I need to put a quick shout out to Caroline's friends who are listening to the pod. Hi, Caroline's friends. I want to specifically shout out Elise and Ashley, who have both talked to Caroline about the pod. Elise and Ashley, thank you so much. We thank you so much. Anywho, ha. we have a new prez, a new president. We have Madam VP. Madam VP. And this is also a great time for me to talk about myself a little bit more because, you know, I interned in D.C. Yeah, I, you know what, I think our listeners need to know who Katie Plot was before Katie Plot came to Los Angeles, California. Absolutely. That's a story to tell. It is wild. So now, I currently live in Los Angeles and I'm a wannabe stand-up comedian, writer, actress, whatever you want to put me in, I will be in. But before, I wasn't always like that. Uh, I was always very artistic and very creative, but I didn't yes. really grow up in a very artistic environment. AKA, Are you telling me Tuscaloosa, Alabama does not encourage the arts? You know, it just, they just don't. I'm Bless sorry. Their hearts, They're man. really into sports and thinking logically, although not even thinking logically anymore. It, it, They're mm, pretty crazy. Mean, yeah. No, I grew up doing community theater and I really, really liked it, but just you know, my parents were very, you have to get a real job. So, uh, I actually went to college and I majored in finance and economics. Mm-hmm. Not only did I major in it, I would say I made it my bitch <laughs> as I graduated at the top of my class and received the university's top finance award. And, and all on top of being president of a sorority. Of a sorority of, of a sorority. 420 members. Yeah, Katie... I've lived some lives before I came out to LA. But, like, this is a compliment. You wouldn't know it by, like, looking at her or talking to her, but Katie's actually one of the smartest people I've ever met. God. Thank you. Genuinely. Ah, I, like, cringe when I hear that, but I'm learning to be more appreciative. Thank you. It's it's truly, like, when you hear all of her accomplishments that she had in college, wow, like, yeah, it's not ultimately what she wanted to do, but that does not negate the fact that, like, she achieved so so much, and it was very impressive. But (laughs) when you talk to her, she's just, like, this... I'm just like you. You're, she's just I'm like a normal us. gal. No, you're like funny as fuck and you'd never ever guess that that was your background. That was my background. And uh, I was enrolled in law school. And after I graduated college, I interned for a U.S. senator on Capitol Hill for a summer. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shocker. I did not share my senator's party affiliation, which made things very different. They called D.C. Hollywood for ugly people. <laughs> And unfortunately, that's really funny. No offense to the people who work on Capitol Hill, but it is almost kind of true. Yeah. Because there is an allure about DC. Like DC mm-hmm. is a fun city. It definitely. I love DC. It. There are a lot of parallels between Hollywood and DC. Yeah. Like there's only like one industry basically. Like yes, there are other industries out here, but basically everyone in DC is in politics. Like the yeah. first question is who do you work for or who do you support? Yeah. D.C. was a fun city, but it just wasn't for me. While I was interning, I dropped out of law school, did not tell my parents until, like, a week later. I sent them an email. 
I, I did not know that. Oh, yeah, I emailed them. Katie. I emailed them and I said, hi, I dropped out of law school and I will be moving to Los Angeles, California <gasps> to pursue my dream. That's so, amazing. yeah, that was, uh, a, that was a little rough patch for us. I just thank God every day you had the... The balls. The balls. To pursue... Pursue? 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 Your dreams. Because that's... I mean, that's bravery. No one really asks this except my mom, but my mom always loves to be like, do you regret it? Or like, do you wish you had gone to law school? Let me just state for the record, never once, not one moment in my life, not one thought I've ever had... I have never been like, yeah, maybe I should have gone to law school. Absolutely not. Yeah, I no. if, if there's one thing I do every day, it's I wake up every single day and I kiss the ground and I say, thank you, God. I'm not a lawyer. I did not go to fucking law school. Yeah. I grew up, my mom is a lawyer, my stepdad's a lawyer, my stepmom is a lawyer. And growing up, the one thing I was told was, do not go to law school. Yeah. Don't do it. It's, it's a really telling when literally every lawyer you will meet like, any lawyer I talked to was like, yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm like, don't have to tell me twice. Yeah. But hey, if you're in law school, best of luck, and please represent me one day. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I had, like, the complete opposite experience of Katie, where I- you were supported. I was completely supported. <laughs> I told- I did- I also did theater in- Theater nerds. Theater. I mean, honestly, it fits. It's, it tracks. It's unsurprising. <laughs> I did theater, and um, I wasn't, like, bad- but it wasn't great. Same, honestly. You know, I did okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't the main character. I wasn't the secondary character. But I'd have, like, a line yes. or two. I will t- go to my grave saying that I was the only sophomore called back for both Roxy and Velma in oh. our production of Chicago. She has depth, ladies. Okay. Depth and range. And I had braces on at the time. Oh, shit. So, you know, not to brag. But brag. So it came time to like decide what everyone was going to do in college, and a bunch of people I did theater with were going to go to school for theater. Yeah. And I remember I was in the car one day, and I was just like, I'm not good enough. I don't have the passion for acting, but I love movies. And so I thought, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to film school. So I told my parents that, and they're like, Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I love that. That makes sense. That like gives me like a little warm feeling in my heart. So that's what I did. I went to film school. I went to Loyola Marymount University, as previously stated. Mm-hmm. Studied screenwriting. I won't say I had the best college in general experience, but I loved my program. I loved my major. I don't know what caused me at 18 years old to think I can move to Los Angeles. I can go 3,000 miles that, away from it's home. It's that sense of confidence you have before you know how hard the world is. So LMU is on a bluff. Yeah. And so you have to like go up this hill to get to the campus. And obviously move-in day, there's a bunch of traffic. And I was sitting in the back of our rental car freshman year. And in my head, I just kept repeating, what the fuck am I doing? 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 <laughs> okay, Penny. before we started this, Katie said, I want to ask your opinion on things. Oh, I did. I did. So uh, we're just going to try to incorporate some more of our lives into this. Yeah, you guys seem to like it. Yeah, you seem to like it. And also, we also love talking about ourselves. We love talking about ourselves. <laughs> Even though we are both in our, as previously stated, mid-20s, mid we are still heavily invested in drama that does not concern us. So... Are you going to ask me I, about Olivia Rodrigo? Gonna, yeah! <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So okay. I actually... Stop. stop. Driver's license. What do you think? Love. Love. Okay. Love. Okay. So if you don't know what driver's license is and the drama behind it, go fill yourself in. We genuinely do not have the time to go as in-depth. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo, our next Taylor Swift. We stand. Red lights. Stop, stop signs. Lights. I still, I still see, see your face, face in the, the white cars, cars 
front yards. yards. Like, yeah, Olivia. Olivia! That bridge is Bridge City. I was talking to Eden about this, and I was like, everything is a big deal when you're 17. Absolutely. And she pointed out, like, but I still relate to this. Like, imagine if I, I can't, if I had this song when I was in high school, this would have been life-changing. I'm relating this song to, like, shit I shouldn't relate to this song to, because I've never... But I still am. I relate to songs about being cheated on, and I've never been cheated. We go deeper. Yes. Into the Josh Bassett. Who, listen, he looks like a child. Sabrina Carpenter's song. Here's the thing. I stand a queen who wants to capitalize on the moment. Mm -hmm. I don't stand someone who completely misses the point of why Olivia's song captured the zeitgeist in the first place. She, this, the part that she says, like, maybe blonde is the only word that rhymed, but I'm not going to let you get under my skin while he's all over my skin. I'm like, girl, she literally said, you're everything I am not. I know. It was weird, like, where Olivia was like, oh, like, I'm really jealous of you. Like, you're so pretty and older and I don't, I don't compare. Yeah. It's completely ridiculous. Like, Olivia, you captured your like a sad night you captured a moment whereas sabrina you're capturing what yes like you being annoyed because a bunch of tweens are like saying you broke up olivia and josh yeah if you were gonna come out with the song i just wish an adult would have maybe advised her on this because yeah. olivia's song is not famous because of josh yeah. and sabrina yeah. it actually is a good song it's a good song and it capitalizes on a very common emotion of mm-hmm. being very sad and heartbroken. Yeah. Sabrina's is about, she's mad because a song was written about her, so she wrote a song back. That's not a relatable content. Not at all. I mean, she did have a lyric where it's like, maybe in the future we'll laugh all about this. But you can't say that while also being like, hey, I'm fucking your ex-boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you pick a lane. Pick pick a lane. But yeah, that's, those are my... (laughs) I'm so glad. Uh, You know, in quarantine, the gossip is minimal minimal so we take what we can get and um go stream driver's license let's talk about the fic of the week now i guess yeah so i think what we were discussing earlier is really applicable so katie yes. katie sent me a text saying uh, maybe a political maybe a political fic, fic just to be you know in honor of the, the inauguration in honor of the inaug so i sent jenny fall to ruin one day written by sleepy valentina this was a fic that i had previously read okay so the log line is he wanted to be the the most powerful man on earth as far as she was concerned he already was love longing a decade of regret time changes nothing or does it all right so this fic starts out in 1999 wow. it starts out in um an airport in washington dc dallas um so bella's at the airport and she goes up to the k- ticket counter and doesn't know where she wants to go and eventually she says chicago because even though she needs to forget him, she still needs him in her life. Yes. Who's the him? Edward Cullen, of course. Edward Cullen. You flash forward 10 years. It's 2009. Bella is heading back to D.C. for the first time in a decade. In a decade. Because she feels bad that she has not seen her best friend slash college roommate, Alice Cullen, of course. So as she's checking into the flight, Edward is there. And she's like, oh, shit, I haven't seen him in 10 years. He looks amazing. And in the intervening 10 years, Edward has become a senator Mm -hmm. and, like, a famously hot bubble butt. They kept describing the butt as a bubble butt. I appreciate it. Um, Senator. And he upgrades her ticket so they're stuck sitting next to each other. God, God love it. In first class. First class. Of course, first class. Of course, of course. For the rest of the fic, we go back and forth from the beginning of their relationship to that 
uh, weekend with Alice for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So the beginning of their relationship is Bella is a freshman in college, Mm -hmm. and Alice is her roommate. And it's 1995. It's 1995 when they first meet, and yeah. Edward is Alice's brother who's in law school. So they're freshmen in college, and Edward is in his first year of law school. And Bella's going through some family stuff, and she can't go home for Christmas, and she kind of has a crush She on... can't go home for Thanksgiving. Oh, sorry. She can't go home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And Edward offers his, like, tiny studio apartment for her to stay. Yeah. And Ed- Be- Bella has a crush on Edward, so they stay together and it progresses real quick real quick so she she you know arrives at his tiny studio apartment because he also does not go home for the holidays he hates his father um his father is like this asshole who cheats um i want to insert this now his father is not carlisle yes we will that get, can be confusing it, we that can be very confusing we will get to that later so bella shows up you know she's gonna spend a week with edward day one sleeping in the same bed Okay, yeah. it's a studio apartment. They kiss. It is her first kiss ever. Yeah. By day three, they're having sex. They're fucking. Yeah. They're fucking. And, like, fucking a lot. Yeah. Um, and by the end of the week, they date. Yeah. And over the next four years, you know, we see them grow in their relationship. It's obviously very sexual. It's very sexual, but it's it's also flawed. Flawed. Very flawed. Bella feels like she has to fit a certain image for Edward. Edward has a, a quick temper sometimes. A very quick temper. He likes, you know, he wants to be a senator. He he wants to be in politics, so he wants her to look a certain way or act a certain way. Or have a certain job or have a certain career path. Yeah. He's very set on what he wants to do, whereas Bella doesn't know what she wants to do. Bella doesn't know what she wants to do, and she also just comes from a very different world of not yeah. really caring what anyone thinks yeah. and not really being attracted to a world where she has to wear, like, tight dresses or high heels or exactly. anything like that. So it gets to the point, we get to 1999. And it's Christmas, and she thinks that he's going to propose. Mm-hmm. Because she has felt so insecure about their relationship. He's always had more power. He's older. He's more attractive. He's more sexually experienced. She's always felt, as it is described as, he's on a pedestal. Yeah. He gets down on one knee and presents pearl earrings. Mm-hmm. And so that she can look nice when they go to events. And that's it for Bella. She she leaves. But he, they get in a fight, and he tells her, if you walk out that door, I'm not following you. Yeah, and he doesn't. And he doesn't. She gets she gets on a flight to Chicago, because that's where he's from, and he does. she does want him in her life in some way. And looks in the classifieds and finds a roommate named Carlisle and starts living with Carlisle. He works in a restaurant. He's a chef and kind of gives her a gig, bussing tables and helping Laurent. The sommelier, am I saying mm-hmm. that right? And Bella finds out that she really enjoys this work. Mm-hmm. And she finally realizes, like, oh, I want to be a sommelier. Mm-hmm. And all the while, she and Carlisle are kind of building up a relationship. She's very clear with him that she's not ready for anything. Uh, she's still so hung up on Edward. But Carlisle's nice. Mm-hmm. He supports her. And he's there, honestly. And he's, and he's there. And he vaguely looks like Edward. He, yeah. like, very much reminds her of Edward in some way. So now here we are. We're back to the beginning of the fic. They're in D.C. once again. Edward is at Alice's for Thanksgiving. Bella's like, oh, shit. I still love him. Mm-hmm. Ten years, and I feel like I'm 18. Yeah. But they've changed. Yeah. They've both changed. Bella has become confident in who she is yes. she knows what she wants and she doesn't take shit yeah she's like i want x y and z from you 
And Edward says, okay. Edward's also grown a lot. There's this very sweet moment where he had kept the same number for years just in case she called. Mm -hmm. And the voicemail is him saying, like, Bella, I miss I you. you. I love you. I messed up. Yeah. Um, he is still a senator, and Bella has her reservations, but ultimately she decides that he has grown up. And so she goes back to Chicago, and he is a senator from Illinois, and so he stays with her for a few days. Bella gets a picture from Alice saying, like, oh, my God, look how funny my boyfriend looked when he was young. And Carlisle's mother is there, and she just goes, what? And she realizes Carlisle and Edward are half-brothers. Because Edward's dad would cheat on Edward's mom a lot mm -hmm. while in Chicago, and he had a baby, and that baby was Carlisle. That's when the fix started to do a bit of a reach for me. But, yeah. But, uh... Yeah. I mean, and then it's, like, Carlisle and Edward meet. They it's, don't really like each other. But they don't really hate each other. They're civil. Yeah. Edward is somewhat jealous of the relationship Bella and Carlisle have, but what really changes is Alice comes for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And she looks thin. She looks pale. She had gotten... Two years ago, a uh, double mastectomy because their mother died of breast cancer and she wanted to be careful. Uh, she doesn't know that Carlisle's the brother, is their half-brother, mm -hmm. but at Christmas dinner, she passes out and her heart stops. Mm -hmm. Get her into the ambulance, get her to the hospital. The cancer, despite her preventative measures, mm -hmm. is there. Uh, she realizes that Carlisle is her brother because he looks exactly like their father. Mm -hmm. And Edward is so guilt-ridden that he wasn't, he stayed away when his mother was sick. Mm -hmm. That he decides to resign from the Senate to, to, to be with Alice in her final days, weeks, And months. if it's not clear, Edward and Bella are, like, back together. Oh, yeah. Time. Sorry, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're back together. They're 100% back together. Our final chapter is four years later. Edward has just won the governor. He's now the governor of Illinois. And he goes outside for a moment to be with Alice. Mm -hmm. And in spirit. In spirit. As she is no longer with there. us. And or with them. And but he and Bella step out to wave to the crowd and Bella remarks, It's not hard to be a politician's wife when she's Edward's wife. Yeah. That's and that's it. That's it. What did you think? Okay, I loved it. Okay, yay! I loved it. I'm so happy. I Carlyle was a bit of a reach. I didn't love that Bella was a sommelier. Yeah. Like, I thought that that could have been different. But overall, I just thought, genuinely, this is why Bella did not should not have become a vampire. Because it really showed when you're 18 and you're in love for the first yes. time with a guy who's older and more experienced and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, you're so insecure in yourself and in your relationship that you don't know what you want. Right. And Bella, I mean, it took four years, but eventually she's like, fuck this. I'm not I'm not playing this game anymore. And I she goes it. off and it. she figures out what she wants yeah. on her own without Edward. Yes, she's still thinking about him. Yes, she's still in love with him. But she becomes her own woman. Yeah. And so when they meet again, when she's 32, she's a grown-ass woman. Yeah. She has an amazing career. She has traveled. She has slept with other people. And I was just like, this is why Bella yes. should not become a vampire. Because you don't know who you're going to be. Exactly. You don't know who you're going to be. Yeah. Um, I loved, I just, I loved it. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm uh, 
Jenny and I try our best not to talk about the fix before yeah. we record because we just want to save it all for the pod. And I just I haven't I didn't hear from Jenny about this, and so I was just so nervous. I, I've sent her some bad fix in the past, but this one I'm so glad you liked. I did like it. I remember reading this in high school, and it was actually really good. Like I will say, like sex wise for me because yeah, Bella in this fic is a virgin, and like while Edward is nice and like. Yeah. He's sort of a gentleman, but he's also, like, kind of not a gentleman. There is a lot of sex. One thing that bothered me about this fic is they use the word penis too much for my liking. They do use the word penis Only a lot. because I'm more partial to the word dick. Yeah. I, I would much prefer to read the word dick than penis. penis. I mean, they once again, it's fanfic. It's they fanfic. use, like, length, girth. Yes, yes. Fleshy, whatever. And I think, going back to Bella's growth, a really big thing was when she and Edward were first dating, she's like, well, you know, when we, you know. Yes. She she always implies the word sex. She, she doesn't just actually say it. Say it. Loud. And then when she and Edward get back together, there's a moment, she's like, what was it like the first time you had sex? And, and Edward he's like, is taken aback. And he's like, I'm just not used to you saying the word sex. Yeah. I used to be that way. I used to could never say the word, like, sex or anything like that. <laughs> And I, now I say it all the time. Katie and I, I think, had very similar sex-negative experiences. We did. We did, unfortunately. Um, and then we grew up. And I've had more sex-positive experiences. Yeah, I haven't really, but it's okay. You haven't really, but, well, you know what? Yeah. It's a pandemic. It's hard to have sex-positive experiences during a pandemic. I grew up uh, in a very Christian environment where every Sunday I just learned that if you had sex, you were going to burn in hell. Like Bella in this fic, Bella's mom is extremely religious. Yeah. And so she grew She up. had no trouble getting over that, though. Nope. I had a lot... When I first started having sex, I literally was like, I'm... The entire time, I was like, going to hell. But uh, it's okay. I'm doing much better now. Doing good. I'm on some new shit, to quote T-Swift. I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. Been saying yes instead of oh, no. Ruby. Um, we, this can lead into our next topic is... What's your sparkle meter for this one? Edward in this fic didn't, like, get me all hot and bothered. Okay. I, I felt really attracted to the growth of Edward. Uh-huh. Um, his emotional growth. Yeah. That's what was really attractive to me. And I really like how the author um, does do flashbacks. Yes. So, you know, it it's not obvious. Uh-huh. Um, but him just, like, as a sexual person? Uh-huh. I don't know. I've, I've, I felt better in other fics. Okay. I actually, I liked him, and I liked the fact that he was so ambitious. I mm-hmm. like when people are ambitious. My only thing is, his his ambition just doesn't really seem to be well-placed. Yeah. Like, it seems to be more in, like, I need votes from people rather yeah. than, like, I genuinely care for people. Which, that's kind of what I learned about DC is, like... There was a running joke in high school and college for a very long time that I actually did want to be president of the United States and where if you truly asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would tell you I wanted to be president of the United States of America. So much so that my sorority sisters started calling me KP for Prez. That Mm -hmm. was my, like, nickname for everything. Um, And then I finally realized if you want to be president, you have to be fucking insane. Yeah. Like, There's no off switch. And that was another complaint I had about this fic is no U.S. senator has this much spare time on their hands. Like, (laughs) Edward is a terrible senator. I was thinking about that. Like, he takes an entire week off at Thanksgiving. Yeah. He's never saying, you know, sending out a tweet. Oh, wait. Also, I have to say this. In my head, right? Okay. In my head. 
He is senator in 2009. Yeah. I think he took Obama's seat. Yes, there you go. Because he would have been elected in 2008, which yes. is when Obama was elected, and he's a senator from Illinois. So which Edward is Cullen took Barack Obama's spot. Yes, he did. Uh, I actually do have a scene I want us to read. Yes. Because like all, a lot of other fics, I feel like Bella and Edward have really great banter. I am Bella and you are Edward. <laughs> How does it feel, you know, to have accomplished everything you set out to do? Well, I haven't accomplished everything. You may not be president, but you're a senator. That's pretty big. Besides, I think I read in People you're only 36. Even Kennedy wasn't that young. Don't be cute. You know exactly how old I am. Since when do you read People? I don't, but when I saw my ex-boyfriend on the cover, I decided to make an exception. Had I known you'd one day be considered the sexiest man alive, I would have insisted you walk around our apartment naked. What makes you think I was talking about my political aspirations? With you, it's always about your political aspirations. So is that still part of the plan? What? Running for president? Yes. My plan is to serve the people of this great nation. The capacity in which I do so doesn't matter to me. I deserve more than a canned answer from you. Why? Because you're my ex-girlfriend who didn't realize she was dating the sexiest man alive at the time of our relationship? With all due respect, Senator, I've seen sexier. I beg to differ. Oh, and just so you know, the rest of my ex-girlfriends don't call me Senator. Are there many of them? Senators? There are two from each state, and the union is at an all-time high of 50 states. You clearly didn't pay attention in 8th grade civics, but maybe you remember 3rd grade arithmetic? What's 50 times 2? There you go. See? I think it's cute. I think it's really cute. And there's also a lot of times where she'll say something and... Uh, he'll, she'll be like, why do you care, Edward? And he'll be like, well, healthcare is one of my top priorities. And it's something like where I yeah. like the, the blend of it. But yeah, I, I, yeah, Edward's a sparkle meter for me, for sure. It hits this one for me, for real. Except, although I did, I do remember, I did take a screenshot of this. His only decor in his law school apartment is a framed copy yeah. of the Declaration of Independence, which... Women of the world, if you walk into a man's apartment and the only decor in his apartment is a framed copy of the Declaration of Independence, run! <laughs> and ask, did you steal the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> Unless it's the real thing, girls. Run. Yeah, run. Uh, is Bella annoying in this fic? No. She's annoying when she's young. She is annoying when she's young, yeah. Because she's 18 years old and she's intimidated by her boyfriend and she doesn't have the strength to say no or ask for what she wants. Mm-hmm. And then she grows up. Yeah. And becomes not annoying. Yeah. Does this stand on its own? I think it does. I think it does too, but... I think it does. You know what's weird to me? I think 2009 is the absolute latest this story would work. Really? Why but, do you think that? I mean, with social media, you can yeah. literally easily find someone. That is true. And you could easily be like, hey, are you... like?" Because, okay, first of all, she ghosts Alice for 10 years, which that's the one thing yeah. I didn't like. Like, I understand ghosting Edward, but, like, she ghosted Alice for 10 years. And yeah. is somehow still, like, amazing best friends with her. Like, the 10 years never happened. I'm willing to, like, believe that one, you know, just for, yeah, to suspend my disbelief for that one. But it it still was like, what? But, yeah, 2009, with the invention of the iPhone and I social media and everything, yeah. it just, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. and And it's just, like... So much happens. Yeah. Starting then, and there's, you know, like, we are... Actually, now that I'm thinking about this, Edward is in the middle of a recession. He is... Yeah. A senator in the middle of a recession, and he's, like, out buying fancy bottles of wine. Yeah, and um, also upgrading his... uh, 
ex-girlfriend's plane ticket to okay. first class. We have to think about this. In the context of the world. Well, let's not forget that the, Ed- Edward does come from money. We don't know how in this yeah. fic, basically, but he, we do know that he comes from money. That's my biggest thing. Like, Carlisle, it could have been Emmett. It could have been it Emmett. It could have been Emmett. You're right. I don't like it when authors, like, once again, just throw the canon stuff into the blender. It's like, or, keep Carlisle as the dad. Or it could have been Jacob. Like, it yeah. could have been anybody. And it's not that... If you want to have Edward's dad be awful, have Edward's dad be awful. Have Carlisle be, like, the sage, like, older senator, the speaker, like, lead senator, whatever it's called. Have him be Chuck Schumer. Yeah. And have him, like, take Edward under his wing, you know? I love that Chuck Schumer just got a (laughs) shout-out on a Twilight fanfic podcast. Chuck, if you're listening. Chuck... Wow. Thanks so much for listening. I have a lot of things that I'd like (laughs) to broach with you. Uh, Mainly my $2,000. Money. Money, please. I'm so happy we're bagging the Paris Climate Accords. Yes. Okay. So great. But I need my $2,000. I need need a lot of stimmies. I need that stim, stim, stimmy. Anyway, um, yeah, so we fully recommend this fic. And also, a good thing about it it. is it's it's 48 chapters, but the chapters were short. short. Very short. Very, very fast read. Good. I got super into it. Yeah. Um, yay! But yeah, it was great. All right, thanks. That's Fall to Ruin One Day by Sleepy Valentina. Anyway, moving on. Just on a more serious note, uh, I saw something on an Instagram account I follow that I thought I just wanted to bring to everyone's attention. Yeah. You know, we talk a lot of dumb shit on this pod. It is in our name. Yeah. We are two stupid lambs. We are two stupid lambs. But uh, there is a crisis going on right now. And honestly, listeners, we we must speak up. And I know that I will be donating this week um, Mm -hmm. to this cause. And I would love for you to also donate. This is a tweet. It's going to start out as a tweet. And then we're going to read behind it. Yeah. Uh, Twilight can be fun to hate watch, but never forget who Stephanie Meyer really is and how the director had to fight to have people of color, specifically indigenous people, in a film that directly references slash appropriates their culture and traditions. Also, a reminder that the Quileute tribe, the one Stephanie Meyer stole and profited off of and gave them nothing, is asking for donations to move to higher grounds because their village is at risk in a tsunami zone. So, Katie, want to read what's at stake? Sure. So, precariously located in a tsunami zone at the edge of the Pacific Ocean, the survival of an entire people is at risk. Living in the tsunami zone at the edge of the Pacific Ocean, a catastrophic earthquake can wipe out our community, which is the Quileute community. Is it Quileute or Quileute? I don't know how to pronounce it. Please correct us if we're wrong. Yeah. An entire generation of the Quileute people... For some reason, I default to Quileute. Yeah, say say it how you pronounce it. An entire generation of the Quileute people will cease to exist. Everyone lives on this earth, each a member of a bigger tribe, a wider community, and we need your help to move our tribal community from a disaster zone to a safer, better, and higher ground. The Quileute Tribal School is the only one in the world that teaches our own unique language and culture. Perched just beside the ocean, its breathtaking views are enough to inspire our Quileute children to discover more about our ancestral village and rich heritage. If we lose it to a horrific tsunami on a school day, we lose everything, our children's lives and our culture's future. Relocating the tribal school to a higher ground is truly a matter of life or death for the Quileute people. So, even though I am staunchly Team Edward and I'm not a big fan of Jacob... I am so grateful for this franchise, and I... So, if you want to donate... We will put it in our yeah, bio. Yeah, we'll put the donation link in our bio. Do, uh, donate what you can. Do what you can. We'll be donating this week, yeah. uh, and it, we would love for you to join us, and just, you know, um, when you donate, just fondly remember Twilight and all the fond memories it's given you, and just send that love and light uh, their way. Yeah. In other news, speaking of, uh, we just have to talk about all of the 
Instagram yes. that we follow. They're okay. One of my favorites is literally, shout out, the Twilight Renaissance Instagram mm-hmm. page because we are truly in the a Twilight, Twilight Renaissance. Renaissance. Yes, it's only been like 10 years like since the book slash movies were released, but at the time, it was such a huge thing yeah. where it was a big star power that it felt hard to even grasp, but now that we've had time to let it settle ruminate ruminate a little bit marinate like and we've also all the fans have grown up we've all grown up so it's like our humor and the way that we see things completely different it's completely different so we still have that like teenager view of it Mm -hmm. but with an adult's self-deprecating and hilarious and inappropriate humor yeah it's like yeah 10 years ago i would strut my stuff in a team edward shirt five years ago i would never ever say that exactly today I'm not going to strut my stuff in a Team Edward shirt, but I shout to the hills. I say, listen to Two Stupid Lambs. Listen to Two Stupid Lambs. Yeah. So I just, there's so many Instagram accounts we follow, and I actually do want to have some of y'all on here as guests. Yeah. Because y'all are doing the Lord's work you, by providing us You are giving content. us. And even just like the, like the, t- a lot of the, the content comes from Tumblr accounts mm-hmm. that are posted on Instagram. I sound like a fucking 80 year old explain like a lot of this stuff comes from tumblr accounts but seriously like it's it's it makes its way it's like social media feeds into itself it comes from twitter it comes from tumblr it comes from the gram it comes from tiktok and what happens is what people do is they take the world that we were given and they elaborate on it i'm gonna find a couple and i'm sorry it might take me a second god it's okay this is uh, a post from cullen fucked on tumblr it's on the twilight renaissance page it says, God, I love the rowdy, rowdy sibling stuff. These idiots literally ripping each other's arms off over small sibling problems. <laughs> Emmett steals Alice's spot on the couch, and she literally tears off his foot and throws it 45 miles away, so he has to run one-footed all the way to Washington to get it back. God, how hilarious and iconic. That's so funny. Or when Carlisle has to say, Emmett, you're not getting the cannon, especially to shoot your brother out of. It's, like, these, like, funny scenarios where it's, like, what is life like in the Cullen household? Like, when a book isn't being written about them. It's just them, like, fucking Fucking around. around. Or, like, there's this, bringing it back to driver's license, there's this one TikTok where it's just Bella and New Moon screaming. No, you didn't. Whatever the lyrics (laughs) are. Yes. Which is just, like, imagine if Bella had driver's license. Yeah. Well, there's also a lot of jokes about uh, Bella wanting the ICPP. Mm-hmm. (laughs) Like, Nosebleed Blitz says, literally dying at the fact in Breaking Dawn Part 1, Edward wakes up Bella because he thinks she's having a nightmare because she's crying in her sleep, but she's actually crying because she wants to be dicked the fuck down! I know, I love it! Oh, there's one at, on TikTok, at Let's Get Chaotic. She introduces the Twilight movies to her friend, and she, the friend reacts. It is so funny. So funny. The friend knows absolutely nothing. Absolutely. So, like, for reference, when the battle scene starts in Breaking Dawn Part 2, she thinks that's legit. Like, yeah. she she doesn't know anything different. Yeah, yeah, It's... She was all of us in 2012. Yeah. It's uh, so, so funny. And then they also will use this time to not only make jokes, but make awesome points. For example, Twilight Official says... I've said it once and I'll say it again. Rosalie should have voted yes and Jasper should have voted no on Bella becoming a vampire. It makes way more sense with the backstory. Rosalie and her motivations of wanting to protect her family and especially protecting Emmett. Bella's Bella's humanness is what has caused their lives to be put in danger and her family be torn apart. I think what makes the most sense for Rosalie to have said is something like this. 
If Bella wants to throw away her humanity, let her. Maybe if she turns, she'll stop putting our family in danger, too. She doesn't care about Bella, and she shouldn't have to. Bella is fawned over enough by everyone else in the story, so why should she care about what Bella might regret giving up in the future? It just doesn't make sense. Now, Jasper absolutely should have been the no vote, and it should have gone a little something like this. Bella, I know you think you want this from what you have seen of our family, but think about what I almost did to you and imagine yourself like that for an entire year as a newborn. You would have no control over yourself, and you will hurt someone no matter how hard we try to stop it. I want you to be a part of our family, but not like this. I've seen how bad being a newborn can be much more than the others, and I can't be a part of that happening to anyone else. That is an amazing point. Yeah. That is an amazing point. Mm-hmm. That's, ma- that's really making me think. Yeah. But then we also end up with a joke where it says, bursting into the Cullen house like, what up? I got depression and anxiety, Jasper. Please <laughs> fix it. <laughs> Jasper can be my Lexapro. <sighs> All right. Uh, well, we are almost at our time. Yeah, we should, we should, we should gracefully bow out but you guys i just want to reiterate like thank you so much for listening to this yeah and also bonjour bitch we gotta listen to france i sent that to my family group text and everyone's like yes uh shout out i think her name is melissa it's remember last week or last time we recorded i was like how crazy would it be if we had a fan across in europe yeah her name is uh melissa bonjour melissa uh, we appreciate you so, so, so much. Any other international listeners out there, please, please hit, us, hit up. us up and follow us at Two Stupid Lambs. We want to interact with you guys. You We're guys like, are literally the best. You, like, we amazing. Yeah. You, as soon as we get like a DM or a comment or anything, we immediately are like, this person is cool as shit. Yeah. We text each other all the time, screenshots, talking about how cool we all are and awesome. So. Yeah. And it, like, just truly boosts my ego so much. This has been such a light for me. And just, like, finding other people that are just as obsessed with Highlight as I am, it's the shit. It's the best. So, yeah, hit us up. Let's connect. We love y'all all so much. And until then, bye, bye Loka!